0: This show is part of the Miles Offside podcast network. Visit twitter.com/milesoffsidepod for more information. And now, on with the show. episode of the miles offside podcast where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nothing slash nonsense my name is oscar puente also known as footy from afar and with me as always is my co-host chuck bailey you knew you were gonna fuck it up again and you covered for yourself yeah you got in my head after last week it's no good pick pick and commit pick and commit you do the fucking intro next week let's see how that goes all right okay i'm curious we'll actually try it And somewhere in the background, he may or may not be able to hear us at this exact moment, depending on how he's sorted out his technology. It's super producer Ian Stimson.
1: Yeah, the professional sound engineer has more trouble than any of you with his fucking sound.
0: Well, you know, at your age, technology.
1: Yeah.
2: It's the hearing aids, mate. The batteries run out.
1: I know. Back to mono.
2: Yeah, exactly. We had a teacher at school that had a hearing aid. And... um, Sometimes in lessons, we deliberately start talking quieter so that he'd turn it up a bit.
1: (laughs) Which is basically what Oscar did to me earlier when I logged back on for the third time and he fucking starts goldfishing me like, (laughs) you know.
2: Yeah, we'd wait until he turned it up all the way and then just make the biggest noise possible.
0: That's really fucking terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's dead now. He's dead now. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Uh, football! Yeah. Is that what you did uh, to him?
1: Just shouted football? As <laughs> <laughs> loud as you could out of just nowhere. Just how he came behind him,
0: just going, Tesco! Come on! What's... Oh, man. How are you guys doing this week? You doing all right? Stimmers, how's, uh, how's the posh?
1: Uh well, yeah, we've stalled a bit. I mean, drew midweek to Tranmere, but Chuck didn't know where it was. And... Uh, you didn't know where it was either. Fuck off! No, I said Liverpool straight away, and I was right. That sort of vicinity, and uh, then we lost uh, lost today. Sorry, yesterday to Doncaster, the constant Ugh. thorn in our side. So yeah, it's not good.
2: Is this? Uh, I can't remember. Was this because I was complimentary about Ports- uh, Portsmouth? Portsmouth, Peterborough? <laughs> Fucking Portsmouth, Portsmouth.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember where it is, but it's just yeah, it's not not a good week for us this week. Sadly.
2: Yeah, shit. Very well, you say fucking down. Portsmouth, but aren't they like way down below? Their form's
1: me? terrible. Yeah, really terrible.
2: Yeah, so you're all right. Then there you go. And they got to play Southampton.
0: Oh, did Southampton get relegated already?
2: Twice? Yeah, yeah. they that. They were that bad uh, so far this season. The Premier League just went. You know what? Just I mean, themselves along. Yeah. <laughs> Straight down to League One. <laughs> no, yeah, the old uh, Caribou Cup
1: got the proper South Coast derby in the Carabao Cup.
2: In it. None of this. Bournemouth, Southampton shit that we won't be talking about this week.
1: Yeah, oh, no. Skip <laughs> over that,
2: Oscar.
0: Oh, gladly. We'll skip over most of the football this week, I think. <laughs> standard. <laughs> Pretty standard. None of us want to talk about our teams. Oh, we talk about Got a point, right? <clears throat> but point what we do, do want guys... to talk about <laughs> is the return of the big, the famous Big Mac. Our very special, rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. It has been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Genuinely, have we not done this in a while? I don't think we've done it this season not sure yet, we've done it honestly. all honestly. <laughs> yeah, I keep forgetting to gather news stories, plus we've had like full ten games to talk about because it's early on. Huh. But as the season goes, there's like, you know, no one wants to talk about Bournemouth Southampton, for example. Exactly. No, but what the no. people do want to hear about and our top story for this evening... The Sun football newspaper has reported that James Madison arrived for the Spurs Clash wearing a horrific 6,500 pounds backpack. It was this clear, plastic Louis Vuitton monstrosity. I don't know if you guys saw the picture of it. It was horrendous, but still had more class than the Sun. Yes, to which he tweeted in response to them, Would be worse turning up holding a Sun newspaper, I guess. (laughs) There you go. Good
2: lad. And that's all the publicity we'll give to that fucking shit rag. Next section. (laughs) Next section. Next story. Fuck, we're not already just over the news. That's all the news. I made rapid fire news rapid.
1: Hooray! (laughs) You're wearing a red cap, so make rapid fire news rapid again.
2: Yeah. Mm. (laughs) I like that joke. Just, just make it rapid.
0: Not again. Okay. Yeah, it's never been. Make it legit.
2: Oh, shit, that backpack
1: is awful. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my word. Genuinely.
0: Emily tells me that that's like a trend right now. Like, that's what fashionable people are doing is wearing like plastic umbrella looking
2: things. Yeah, because what you want to do when you've got shitloads of money is just show all the muggers exactly what they can win. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like the end of Bullseye, but the other way around.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And don't worry, I've not clicked through to the shit rag, the Murdoch shit rag. I've managed to get it on Google Images. Don't worry.
0: Well, speaking of muggers, our next story. (laughs) Uh, Danny Drinkwater has been beaten up by thugs after trying to chat up a rival player's girlfriend. Thugs shouted, break his legs, as six of them set upon England man Danny Drinkwater, who's currently on loan at Burnley, from my beloved Chelsea. You know, the biggest problem I have with that sentence is England man. He
2: hasn't played for England for a long time. Yeah. Yes, did we perchance think he drunk more than water?
1: <laughs> that would be a running theme with him.
0: Well, he'd have to be pretty drunk to chat up some girl, given how fucking ugly he is.
1: <laughs> She'd have to be mm. pretty drunk, yeah. She'd
0: have to be pretty <laughs> yeah. Was it a
2: nightclub in Burnley, though? Because I don't... Oh, God, yeah. The bar is low. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes another Premier League team that we can get to listen to us. <laughs> Being as we give out a Burnley of the week every week, yeah, they gave up a long time yeah, ago. Was... Oh, I, th- I think I know who the Burnley of the week is th- going to be this week. So, okay, we'll find out. We should we could make a game
0: out of it.
1: Yeah, who dishes out? Who has final say though? Oscar or
0: I do. Yeah, yeah. Like
1: it's it's a stats thing. I suppose I'm yeah.
0: the one that hates Burnley, and I'm the stats guy. Yeah. So,
1: okay, you're the arbiter in this. Fair enough.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that is actually, we might do that before we jump into the fixtures. We'll see who you guys think is going to be the Burnley of the week. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, I will announce the winner at the end. Um, yeah, I have a bunch of international news this week to talk about. Ooh, There's been uh, a Champions League and the European teams have been getting in and about and doing some things. Here's one that'll make me happy. Thibaut Courtois has not kept a single clean you sheet since do this? February. <laughs> This is both on a football pitch and
2: at home, because he is incontinent.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, in the last eight months for Real Madrid, he has let in 56 goals in 40 matches.
1: Ooh. <laughs> That's <laughs> painful.
0: That's uh, really fucking bad. What a big nose That's print. almost a goal and a half per game. Yes. No clean sheets. He hasn't kept a clean sheet for Real Madrid. Uh, not since February. Uh you know, all that being said, I'd take him back at Chelsea. Why? He's better than Kepa.
2: Yeah, but they're both Bellens. Kepa seems like a lovely guy. No, lest we forget, there was that whole substitution thing. Like, that kid's a
0: dick. Yeah, but that was against Sarri, so I'm on his side.
1: <laughs> Fully support him in
0: that. Remember Sarri? Oh, man. yeah, That actually cheers go. me up more than even the clean sheets <laughs> thing. Yeah, he's now at Juve, and they're not doing amazingly well. Well, I don't even care about that. He's, at least he's not at Chelsea anymore, which is nice. <laughs> Speaking of Real Madrid, uh, this would have been on Tuesday, I think, or something like that. But in the Champions League, they played against PSG. And for the first time since 2003, so before I was watching, they did not register a single shot on target. (laughs) (laughs) What is with, I mean, we'll probably come on to this
2: in a little bit, just touch on it briefly. But Spanish teams are shit at the minute. Real got battered by PSG, like, absolutely strung out. And Yeah, 3-0 was flattering. PSG didn't have Mbappe, Neymar, or Edinson Cavani. Jesus. Like, and two of those guys are good. <laughs> <laughs> you decide which two at home. Not Neymar, Neymar's a prick. Um, Yeah, Di Maria absolutely fantastic like their their whole team was just amazing and just they got dominated everywhere but I mean why did Zidane go back money in it like it's such a fucking mess like it needs so much work and they just you know buying Hazard like fair enough Hazard's been injured so but he's not been good in the games that he's featured for for Real
0: no and he wasn't good enough to like carry the entire Chelsea team on his back to particular glory so he's certainly not going to be good enough to do that for Madrid uh-uh. and Bale literally refused to hold up the little pennant when they were taking oh, their team photo, brilliant. I don't know if you guys saw that
1: The look on his face when he was handed it, just like, what the fuck are you doing giving that to me?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh really?
1: Yeah, And he just a- immediately hands it off <laughs> to someone else, It's just like what the fuck are you thinking giving that
0: to me? Oh yeah. I missed that, there's some serious beef there isn't it? Yeah Straight up, though, like, I heard that he took the job just to keep Mourinho from getting it, which is <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> oh, then I'm all in. Fair enough. Yeah.
2: crack on are
0: yeah, yeah, fine. <laughs> Have at it. We'll
2: turn around on the issue. Mm.
0: But even with how bad they are, like, Spain is there for the taking right now. Because one of the other international stories I was going to bring up is the Barcelona-Granada match. I don't know if you guys saw about that. But Barca lost... It was Messi's first match back in a while. So everyone was like, oh, the real Barca is going to be back, blah, blah, blah. They lost 2-0, and it was 2.6 2. to 0. 0.2 on XG. 2.6 is in for Granada. For Granada and 0. 0.2. Man, that's a proper fuck.
2: That's but, a dicking. I, I mean, yeah, that's a proper dicking. <laughs> I've watched Barca three times this year, and I've said every time. It's been painful to watch. Them. They're shit. They're really bad. Yeah, like they had that one game that they won 5-2, which I can't remember who they were against. Um, and they went 1-0 down, they didn't look great and then, it was the game where Griezmann did the glitter thing or whatever I don't know because um, that's what you do, because you know football is Fortnite
0: <laughs> Was it like um, a gender reveal thing? Like it was like blue glitter, and then someone in the crowd was like, hey it's a boy! <laughs> I don't think Griezmann is a boy Um, It's just, yeah,
2: same situation as Real, like, but especially even more now that it just kind of shows that Yes, Messi has been carrying that team for so long.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Especially, like, last year, to statistically, was the, the most dramatic, show, like, I'm trying to find how to phrase this. Messi really fucking carried that team, and there was nothing else going on last year. And it was, the mm. like, that was the most of that that it's ever been in his entire career. By far, too. Like, it wasn't even close. So yeah, it's awful.
1: You'll have to forgive me cuz I don't watch a great deal of European football, but is there some specific reason why Spanish teams seem to be struggling? Is there, there I think it's a just rev- a
2: coincidence. I think it's kind of the same situation probably we had here as when Leicester won the league. Like just you look at you look at Real Madrid for you know they had so much success for so long, not domestically but in Europe, mm. which is what what they really want. That you can't really get away with changing that team. You, you can't because especially, you know, the super passionate fan bases that Madrid and Barcelona have, like they will jump on you for getting rid of one of the beloved players. Yeah. So all of these players like uh, Tony Cruz, uh, Luka Modric, that that play for all that time are gradually getting older and older and older. They've all been rewarded with longer contracts that now they're, they're basically impossible to sign or offload to anyone. Yeah. And so you're then kind of stuck in this situation where you just kind of have to let it stagnate a bit to run down their contracts to then, you know, either lose them on freeze or actually give them as make weights to bring in younger players somewhere. And I just think it's that both of those teams are kind of matched up at the same time.
0: That's exactly right. Yeah,
2: Messi's Messi's now got. I don't know how much truth there is in this, but supposedly the clause is now in his contract that basically he can leave whenever he wants now. Um, year on year, it's like a rolling thing. Like, if he decides he doesn't want to be there anymore, um, which I can't really see happening maybe for a couple of years.
0: I don't He's think he'll like ever
2: leave. 34. I think if he did leave, he'd just go back to... Um, Argentina? Like, he'd go back to Argentina. Yeah,
0: play for, like, Boca Juniors or whatever. No,
2: nah, he, he wouldn't go... I don't think he'd go to Boca. He'd go to Newell's old boys again and just go back to his boyhood club and, yeah. you know, what got him to kind of the place where he could go to Barcelona. Um, but yeah, I just think it's that. It's just those two matching up. And Atletico aren't really that convincing. So you wonder if... Well, and they could lost be. Griezmann
0: too, which is like he was their best player by far.
2: Yeah. So you wonder if it could be a season, I don't know, where you could get a shock like Villarreal or maybe Bill Come through because they're a really exciting attacking team, and just or Valencia, just something different or Valencia, yeah, yeah, because they they Valencia got a good result against Chelsea. They looked good. They looked good for uh, in it in the too. Champions League, and and did look good. And so I think that's just kind of what's shaping up in Spain. I mean, it's there's, not all of the games, but quite a few of the games are available here now on ITV four. So mm. I think it's something to watch out for this year and try and see some games that aren't necessarily you're watching it because of Barcelona and Real because. If you watch Barcelona, Barcelona and Real now, you'll be disappointed because they aren't what they used to be. But you can see them be got at in a way that we haven't fought tangible for many years now.
0: Yeah, and I think the aging thing is exactly right because there was those like two or three summers where they just raided the Premier League for all the stars. Like between the two of them, they signed Bale, Suarez, Modric, Ronaldo. I don't know some other guys. I'm not remembering everybody. Some right. other dudes. Yeah, blokes. Yeah, <laughs> and and now they've all of those guys, like that whole crap, are hitting their mid thirties, and you know that's exactly right. Like they're just kind of past it. But they're it, imagine a team full of Ozil's. What are you gonna do? No one wants to buy them, but they're old and expensive. And so like, even teams like Madrid and Barcelona, who seem to have infinite money, can't just carry those guys and then also sign eleven other superstars on top
1: of that. that uh, that's why, why I was wondering whether there was something specific because the. Premier League um, TV deal took it up a notch uh, last time it went round. I didn't know whether there would have been a disparity in that maybe the Spanish TV deal hadn't. And and like you say, they're not able to just raid free. Well, the, know, free the will Spanish
2: ones, uh, I it's can't different, remember the specifics it? of it. It's very different and it's, it is weighted. Yeah. Towards the club because they buy the rights for those games. So obviously yeah. that's why Barcelona and Real just keep going, keep going, keep going because people want to watch those games. So they get way more money. Whereas teams like, uh, like Granada, like uh, Ibar don't necessarily get a- anywhere near as much. So so when they get the results against those teams, it's fucking huge.
0: Yeah. And you see it over here too. Like the Premier League is by far the most watched league. Like, I I don't even watch La Liga because they jacked up the price on that, and it's like a separate package from the one that the Premier League is on. So I haven't watched it since that season where Messi scored like a million goals and set the record. But walking around, like, it's Real Madrid and Barca jerseys everywhere, much, much more so than any Premier League team, even though the Premier League as a whole is more watched. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure it's the same thing, like, maybe not in England, because everyone over there is a Premier League fan, obviously, but, like, internationally... No one has the appeal that Madrid and Barca do. But despite that, like, they just don't... I'd, I'd imagine next summer, we are going to see an insane transfer market. Chelsea are going to be back, and they're going to have, like, infinite money. More money than they've had in a very long time to spend. Um, you know, Man City realized that they can do whatever they want, and they won't get in trouble... And like all those guys, because Munich aren't that good either anymore. Like they're going to have to really heavily invest too. Nah, Munich are kind of at the end. So Munich, are, I think, are a couple of
2: years further on than Barca and Real. Because obviously they've just lost Ribéry and Robin, who were kind of, they, they those were their guys that were kind of stuck there for a while. Um, so they've shifted those out. And now, I mean, they did promise that they were going to spend big this year, but... You know, with the Premier League and the way money is, it's, it's still hard to attract players. And, and the wage demands for clubs of that manner are still very high. So they, haven't, they didn't really spend much at all, I don't think, Bayern. Um, whether it's because they don't trust their manager or not, who knows. But I'd expect Bayern next year to probably go big. Dortmund probably as well. So the German league is kind of at a similar state that like... The Premier League clubs were after the year Leicester won to then just go, right, fucking let's go. But Bayern still just clean up that league because it's Bayern.
0: Yep. All right, well, that'll do it for Rapid Fire News. I was going to say, Rapid Fire News is back (laughs) and true to form. We can uh, go ahead and jump into the Premier League results. So let's start off with the early kickoff of the weekend. We had Aston Villa-West Ham. No, just kidding. No one wants to talk about that. Wait, Aston Villa-West Ham was... Aston Villa-West Ham, that was last I week. That was last Monday. That was a very early kickoff. Stupid Understat has them on the same page as all the other ones from this week and not on last week's I game like week.
2: Oh, like calendar page? week. That's stupid yeah. Oscar doesn't know what the fucking fixtures were <laughs> off the top of his head. The yeah. first game was Bournemouth-Southampton.
0: We're not talking about that. <laughs> that was the Friday night football. We're not talking about I forgot about that shit. stupid kickoff and I, it almost fucked my FPL team, but it turns out I made the lineup I wanted anyway. We were sitting at the movies watching Ad Astra, and I got a text from you guys, and I was like, oh, fuck the Premier League. God damn it. Um, but Saturday, we did have a pretty entertaining match to start us off for the actual week, which is Leicester 2, Tottenham 1. Ooh. VAR strikes again, gentlemen. I'm sure we're tired of talking about VAR at this point, but that has to be the most hilarious use of VAR ever. Well,
2: it was 1-0. Var was Var was one all, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Cross each other out. I mean, the fact that the Leicester won, there was five players offside <laughs> uh, when the ball is played in,
0: and son, it was like half an armpit. Uh, one armpit hair, one thin wispy, extra long armpit hair. <laughs> it's like sticking <laughs> I should, out. I should have shaved will that one. Will we
2: see? Yeah, will we see players start to wax their entire bodies, or
0: <laughs> we'll wear
1: sort of big girdles? suck themselves in a bit
2: <laughs> suck themselves in yeah or just be like raheem sterling and make sure they're running at a billion miles an hour so it can't <laughs> yeah focus. exactly
1: yeah
0: before we get into var too much though i do just want to as much as it oh, we're hurts not getting me, into VAR. we're not getting into VAR. <laughs> okay fine before we get into the rest of this match too much i do want to highlight as much as it pains me to do to give him any praise whatsoever that kane goal was fucking amazing yeah that was pretty fucking
2: special it really was just to have the presence. Yeah, never exactly. mind The athletic there's the athletic aspect of it, which is as you're falling to hit the ball well enough that it yeah it goes in. But also just to have the presence of mind to know when you're. Whole body is horizontal to go to be able to still manages to convert
1: an amazing amount of momentum into the ball. (laughs) Like it's, Mm. it's really I'm I've not been Kane's biggest fan this season, but yeah. No,
0: and he hasn't been like genuinely good in almost two years now. Like clearly just the injuries have genuinely affected him, but Yeah, of course. You know, raw talent will show out every once in a while. Like he's still an amazingly technically talented player, even if the physicality element of his game has fallen off and it has prevented him from really playing to his level. That shit, like the amount of body control to do that I don't think I could fold myself in half like that sitting down let alone (laughs) at a full sprint while falling like Jesus Christ
2: no but there's different reasons for that um (laughs) but I think it's like you say about Kane and this is what's weird like I saw the stat that I think he scored four goals in the league this season four maybe five but let's let's say it's four I mean that's and, and it seems like he's underwhelming and not that great. But there's still 25 goals. Like, if you extrapolate that over the season, that's still great. Like <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> the, true. The golden boot last year was 24, wasn't it, when three players won it? I don't know. Someone check. Nerds, check. <laughs> Listen to nerds, check the stats. I don't know. If you can be bothered. No one ever bothers to correct me. So this is the problem. It's just a self-propagating thing now that I'm not going <laughs> to fact check myself.
0: Yeah, like the whole United's defense isn't good thing from last week. Where you're like, I don't care. Fuck numbers. I <laughs> don't need to check. Use your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> They're shit. It was 22 for the record. There was three people on 22 last year. bummyang Mane, and Salah. So there you go. So he's on course to beat last year's Golden Boots by three. But yeah, it's good.
2: Uh, Tottenham themselves are not, and Leicester are. Leicester are
0: legitimately good. Like genuinely, they've had some horrible, horrible fixtures, and they've played really well and taken points from them. Third in the league, like that's
2: after six games, you know, good solid results. Of course, it's still early, but the way they're playing and the way they're taking those games is like Brendan Rodgers has got them playing back the way they were when they won the league. Basically, it's it's finally you're kind of seeing why that team did win the league that season. That it wasn't just absolute fluke because. I don't think anyone could really win it on absolute fluke over the course of a 38 game season like there are qualities there and there's a there's a spirit and an ability which all of a sudden is is just being brought out again it seems which is it's fantastic to see.
1: I think it's really interesting that like before the season we were like who who could crack into and everyone was who could crack into the top 6 Leicester, Everton and they look poles apart at the minute. I mean yeah. throwing money at the situation does not Always work no. because Leicester have used that Premier League win to attract attract players and have sort of it feels like they've like slowly built up a squad that you could never imagine anywhere near the bottom half of the table now.
2: No, but I mean, what did you say? Because you said it last week. How much have Everton spent?
1: One hundred fifteen
2: million. One hundred fifteen million, and that was like summer. net spend, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugh. I think that's right. Um, But Leicester, I think, because obviously it's been a few years now since the Premier League win, and that obviously attracted some players, but a lot of those have kind of come and gone already. Like, there was big fuss made over Slimani when he came, Yeah, he's gone. Uh, Obviously, the team that won the league, the big ones, that were kind of influential, Mahrez, uh, Kante, uh, Danny Drinkwater. (laughs) Yeah. Shinji Okazaki, like all kind of gone.
0: I do think it's hard to understate though how much Madison has been like a huge oh, impact on such it. a good player. Huge. I
2: mean, before he scored this uh, this week, it was he was the player who'd had the most shots without scoring in the league, and you just oh he's... yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he was very aware of that stat as well. Wasn't he? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and but you, I, I feel like we should also point out that it's not just their attack. Like, I it, it's easy to look at it and be like, oh, James Madison, Jamie Vardy. Like, they look really good going forward, but they've actually, by the underlying numbers, have the second best defense in the league right now.
2: Mm, and they just sold the best center back in the league, or yeah, well, the uh, fucking,
0: whoever allegedly. wants to say that. But slabber. no, I mean, that being said, though, they sold him late in the summer. They didn't really have time to, like, did they even replace him? I don't remember them bringing a center back in. No, but they had that,
2: uh, fuck knows how to pronounce his name. I see a billion things, Soyun Chu or whatever. Yeah. Um, they had that guy for at least since the winter the january window last year there's at least 6 months to a year that he was there and was kind of looking to be brought into the team gotcha. um, okay. and he's done a fantastic job i think next to johnny evans who's obviously like very experienced centre back in the in the league and they they have especially because you consider like you mentioned that their defence has been good like Brendan Rodgers isn't known for being a good defensive manager.
0: Well, I think he defends by possession. Kind of like Sarri did last year, actually. Because we, we had the third best defense last year. And it wasn't because we had good fucking defenders. <laughs> like, we had Luis and Alonso.
2: Yeah, you know? we can tell
0: by this year. Um, <laughs> but it's just defense by possession. Like, you just never let the other team have the ball. And that's kind of what they're doing, too. Like, it, they're not a counter-attacking team as much as they are a possession team. Very much like in the better version of Rodgers' Swansea. With insofar as they have, like, much more talented players. Mm. But they're just not giving up shots, like, at all. They have, they've given up less shots, and they've given up less XGA than Man City and Liverpool, both. Like, it's it's really impressive. Like, I, we should really give a lot of credit to Leicester here. I think a lot of people are inclined to be like, oh, the story is Spurs and VAR, and Spurs is giving up and not winning, and Spurs are stumbling. Which is true, like, they are stumbling, and that's good for Chelsea that the other London teams are also kind of shit. But... Like, I, I do really want to highlight how good Leicester has been, because I think they deserve it, and I don't think people are talking about it enough. There we go. And we just talked about it enough. There we go. All right. Well, let's move on to, did anybody have this as biggest dicking of the season? Manchester City, 8. Watford, 0. 6.8 to 0.3 on XG. <laughs> 6.5.8. <laughs> 6.8? 6. 6.8, according to understat. Let me see where Kaylee has it. That must include the penalty. I saw yeah. it as
1: six or like five point three plus penalty. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah I That's think... right.
0: I forgot. Understat takes the penalties in. Yeah, it's five point four. I'm pitching Man
1: City as Burnley of the week. I mean, uh, overperforming on a pathetic six <laughs> six expected <laughs> goals. I mean, come to on. be
0: honest, I
2: uh, I watched that game and I I tuned in at about four minutes. So I it was think. 7-0 already. Yeah no it was already it was already 1-0 it was 1 minute 7 and 10 12 and 18 I think um and was just like holy fuck and and that was 18 minutes 5-0 down we've all seen the stats and everything everywhere but I just wanted they sh- like it should have been 7-0
0: at half time that's just a categorical it's amazing fact.
1: that it wasn't enough
0: yeah aguero like despite everything really didn't have a good day <laughs> like.
2: no his his I've seen his Individual xG was like two point three, yeah, and one point (laughs) two expected assists or something like that. Uh They had, I
0: think, three guys with over two individual xG, like. Oh wait, that can't add up. That that doesn't work. Yeah, um, numbers. Never. Um, But and I
2: I just really want it. Well, a obviously they were going on about it then endlessly that the biggest win has been Man United versus Ipswich in like Mm -hmm. nineteen whatever. Um, I thought it was 9-0 just... with a Tottenham win.
1: The biggest win was Man United's 9-0 against Ipswich in 1995. 995.
2: I was gonna say 95, anyway. And I, I just wanted to see a game go at double figures. Because <laughs> then it could be like FIFA when you score so many goals that the announcer afterwards doesn't say the number, they just say lots. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And it's like the ultimate insult. Brilliant. It's like Man City, lots, Watford, nil.
1: It does it's the same thing as well. Does it get up to seven? when they start putting the word in brackets uh, in like viddy printers and stuff, it gets to such a such a number that to make sure you know it's not an error, they put it in words. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Uh, so are Watford going to fire their manager?
2: <laughs> I mean, he's been there for two games, so they're probably getting that itch. Yeah. Um, they
0: haven't fired a manager in like a week and a half now. I actually felt bad for them. Like I, I watched till halftime and then I was like, I don't, I did it. I'm not even all. enjoying this. I turned it off and we just started packing stuff and like I had it on on the radio but it was just embarrassing. Like I really felt bad for them. I kept watching. I couldn't stop it. It was just like they're going to score
2: again. They're going to score again. I don't I don't have this like I think you could see Pep was kind of feeling bad or just like Look, I'm not going to say anything because he was just sat in his chair. He wasn't really animated, like in a positive or overly negative way. It was just like a, this is a thing that's happening now. Sort of like the Watford players, really. They just saw that it was a thing that was happening. I can do <laughs> nothing to stop it. It's just going to be there.
1: But he had to be like that because it was like, well, I might need these goals.
2: The, the simple fact is, and and people saying, oh, they should stop after this. Like, bullshit. That it is their job to go out and and do that <laughs> i'm sorry if you're Watford and you're going to get pumped 8-0 like you fucking take your medicine like yeah. that's the
1: professionals is it is their fault
2: it's you yeah
1: exactly right the title was won by a point last year mm-hmm. they're currently 5 points behind like they they have to they cannot take their foot off the gas at any point yeah and so yeah i mean imagine if they did And then it was done on goal difference this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, for fuck's sake. So, yeah, that that sort of...
2: Oh, yeah. And now they have, like, a better goal difference than the next six teams combined or something like that. Which Um, is a point. That's a point. Yeah, exactly. So... You know what? A salve to the wounds of their, their loss last week to Norwich is go to Ukraine and beat Shakhtar four nil, and then come back to come back yeah. to the Etihad at the weekend. And people think, oh, maybe they're a bit tired. Ukraine's a long way. Nah, fuck that. Five <laughs> nil in the first eighteen minutes with with Oscar's tip of the week. Otamendi getting a goal and an assist. Um, <laughs> After he the slagged him off all day and said, <laughs> yeah. this City team will not be good at defending with Adamendi as the main center back.
0: Okay, I wasn't going to bring it up. I wasn't going to bring it up because clearly this is not the time. But <laughs> since it came up anyway, I do think that that is a genuine, like, this is the worst time to say this sentence. But I'm genuinely worried about City right now. Because <laughs> Otamendi is their only healthy center back for the next approximately two months. They're not going to play Watford every week.
1: No, that's know? the thing. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the thing.
0: And and Liverpool have a head start on points. Like, it's a five-point head start. It's a decent head start.
2: If they'd, if they'd played City, yeah, I'd agree. But to kind of go back to what you said last year, now, I mean, because City are going to be great. So now to kind of twist it, all City need to do is beat Liverpool. You know what I mean? Like, if City Yeah, because they're both going to beat everyone else, yeah, is what if, you're saying? If City beat Liverpool twice, well, that's five points done. There you go. Um, but I think even though he's not a centre-back, Fernandinho coming back in has more of a presence and a yeah. kind of awareness that I think he can lead that, that core um, between what will, I guess, be him, Otamendi and Rodrigo to actually make sure that works as a unit more as opposed to Otamendi with Stones where they're both kind of... They've got a bit of a rick in them both. I'd rather have
1: Fernandinho at centre-back than Stones. Mm. I mean, in this situation. Are you like,
2: Uh, for
0: real? Stones is
2: good, man. No, no. I mean, as it
1: stands at the minute where they are five points behind, I think I probably would.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because... I. You know, we've said before there's no real strong leaders in that team anymore. they need, I think, someone like Fernandinho being there can yeah.
1: drive that. And forward Stones and Otamendi do not have a good record together. No,
2: awful. No, awful.
1: So I, I'm, uh, but I'm not saying Stones is a bad
2: defender or a bad no. player. And we're talking I'm about just... eighty million quid's worth of centre backs as well. This is <laughs> sure. true. Yeah, sure.
0: yeah. I'd yeah. take them both at Chelsea.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Honestly>. <laughs> exactly but.
1: But I just say at the minute, I I have no problem trusting Fernandinho in that role. Mm. He's he's a just consummate professional. Positional awareness is incredibly good, and Stones isn't hasn't always got that positional awareness. So yeah, just, yeah. I, I would just be happy with that. But like you say, the pro, with the injuries and stuff, it is paper thin
2: at the minute. Yeah, and you know, doesn't fucking matter if you go five goals up in the first twenty minutes.
0: Yeah, and Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> it is matters. Back. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. Kevin De Bruyne is oh that man sexy, is so good. Casper the ghost looking motherfucker. I mean that eighth goal was just how <laughs> like, can say that? Oh yeah, well first of all, yeah that was weird. But he just he he took the ball and just thought I'm going to go with this a little bit, and it was like the ball insulted his mum because he just went you know what. <laughs> 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 Like, zero fucking about did the Eric Cantona, arms up in the air, standing still celebration, like, yeah, I just did that.
1: (laughs) Did you see it? I just did Did that. (laughs) Did
2: you see that? It made that satisfying, you know, you know when the ball really hits the back of the net and it sounds like metal detaches and, like, clings (laughs) together. It was like that, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And it was just, That fucking hurt, too, because we were... I, ha- I was breaking down, like, my home theater system because, like, that's where we were at in terms of the packing. So I had had the game on the radio, and I was listening to TalkSport because that's the station that, like, there, there's no American station on the radio that, like, does Premier League coverage. So I was listening to fucking TalkSport on the international radio, and they just spent the whole, like, last 20 minutes after the De Bruyne goal being like, can you believe Chelsea let him go? Like <laughs> oh, I God, was like, that fuck, I know. That. I'm <laughs> fucking aware of the fact that he was at Chelsea. When he was very young, and Mourinho drove him out. Thank you. You have to keep fucking repeating that. I'm mm. well
2: aware of that fucking There's match. a lot of players that you could transfer that to as well. It's quite yeah. funny. Yeah,
0: yeah, he was at Chelsea, but Mourinho drove him out. <laughs> yeah, but the other big one's Lukaku, and at this point, that's looking like maybe a, a, a good thing. That bloke Salah.
2: Who? No, Lukaku's doing well at Inter. It's just all the fucking racists.
0: Well, yeah. Um, I just pulled up City's fixtures, and if Stones can come back early... And I know you guys were saying like oh I don't I don't know that I trust him any more than Fernandinho necessarily but it will undoubtedly be a good thing for them that he's back at least as an option. If he can back be back early 2 months from now they're playing Liverpool on November 10 and then Chelsea at the Bridge on November 23rd. You say that like it's a difficult fixture. <laughs> By then Ruben and Callum will be back and Rudiger, fuck off. Chelsea Those are hard fixtures. Won't have
2: learned how to defend. <laughs> <sighs>
0: Whew, okay. Should we, just do, um, should we just do Chelsea? Should we just get out of the way like a, like a <laughs> plaster? Patience, my son. We'll get there. Um, the point I'm trying to make is that they have a good fix, good run of fixtures between now and then. Yeah. But then they have a really, really ugly run. So if he can be back early, fine. But if not, they hit a really dangerous period around mid November where that really could haunt them. Because in the next one, two, three, four, their next five fixtures are Everton, Wolves, Palace, Villa, and Southampton. And of those teams, really only Wolves are any good at all. And Wolves barely. At least lately. you saying Wolves Wolves haven't won a game in the league this year. But they're still, like, better than those other guys. Like, they're better than Southampton, Villa Palace, and Everton. Yeah, I mean, still still the last team to win an the had. But, yeah, don't worry mate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get to... uh, Let's keep going, then. Um, Burnley 2-0 Norwich. Burnley 2.5 on XG. That's, I guess, somewhat notable, but I don't particularly care. Only to say what a crash down to earth for Norwich and the uh,
2: surreptitious speaking Daniel Farker. He has a very, it's a very soft, it's like the quintessential kind of effeminate German voice. That you just really want to listen to him, but you're also kind of scared of him at the same time.
0: Ah, uh, we sat we're, we're bordering on like Brexit FC territory right now. <laughs> you know, those effeminate German voices. You know how those Germans are. It's very delicate and he speaks like this. Like, oh, do a <laughs> little chocolate. You've been such a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jurgen Klopp is like, ah! yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. Jurgen Klopp is
2: terrifying. <laughs> Gravel in a blender. Um, yeah. But what a crash down to earth for Norwich yeah. after beating City 3 2. Then you just. Get lose to Burnley and and don't even get Burnley'd in the process. You just got beaten no. by Burnley
0: properly beaten. Yeah, Pookie R.I.P. Everyone's gonna transfer him out now. Nah, he still should. No, nah, I'm just kidding. If you balls. transfer him out, you're an idiot. Yeah, don't transfer him out. <laughs> yeah, no, transfer him out, everyone. <laughs> by all means, Stimmers, you should get rid of Pookie if you
1: yeah. have him. No, you're not getting in my head about that one. I'll take Delafay, but, but I'm keeping Pookie <laughs> fucking out. <hell. laughs>
0: All right, well next uh neither of you guessed, so we're not going to play this game this week. No, Maybe I'm next week guess. I'll remember. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Yeah. Burning of the week. It absolutely has to be Sheffield United. Of course it has. Because yeah. they won they won <laughs> 2-0 and they only had one shot. Yeah. Yep, 2-0, 0.5 to 1.0, 1.1 on xG. Yeah. And 0-2 on the scoreline. So, harsh yeah. on Everton. But not just the xG, they had one shot and yeah. they won I 2-0. <laughs> one literal <laughs> shot. <laughs>
2: It's very amusing.
1: I mean, well, Their manager himself was sort of like, after the game, was just like, yeah,
2: I don't know how Take that it. happened.
1: It's a bit of a laugh, isn't it?
2: Yeah, he did. He, just, he said about three times in a post match interview, oh, football, crazy, isn't it? But <laughs> <laughs> like, we were shit. Yeah, we're glad to be here. Of
0: course yeah. we are. Just I like 10-0. Sheffield. They're really growing on me. Yeah, and definitely. It's, it started because I forgot that that's the Sheffield team that Dave hates. And I actually convinced myself that it was the one that he likes. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm going to like this Sheffield team in solidarity. Because like I like <laughs> Dave and he's a good guy. Um, and now I just like them because they came up and they're just sticking it to everybody, man. They're just like having a go. Not so much in this one because they had one shot, but they're getting results. I think they're going to stay up.
2: I think all three, all three promoted teams, there's, there's something to like there. I don't think there's any... Uh, hostility especially obviously Norwich they've done the same they stuck to the way they played Sheffield United have stuck to the way they played and they they were smart and they, they took apart took their chances obviously and got a bit of luck against Everton but Everton are,
0: are to be got at at the minute uh, Yeah absolutely and Sheffield are ninth, unexpected points so far ahead of Leicester just marginally ahead of Leicester but like I don't that's think they've legit. played many of like the big teams though
1: one in the eye for Chelsea there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I, said man- I said many. Okay. I said many. Fair,
0: fair enough. Fine. I'll let it
2: go. I got myself out of that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, go down Sheffield. And I do recall one host of this podcast saying that all three promoted teams would have a decent chance of staying up. I don't know. Maybe I'm imagining that. I think we all said it, didn't we? I'm no, pretty I sure think, I said it in the two of yeah, you like,
1: not Oscar's only bringing this up because he said it specifically. Yeah, it was me.
0: It was me. Spoiler <laughs> alert. I'm much yeah. like Chuck in that regard, that I only bring things up that I said <laughs> when it suits me.
1: I, yeah, I think I said Sheffield w- would struggle and I am being roundly shown to be a fool.
2: You say you said all three promoted teams would stay up this year, but in the Predictor League, you put two of them as getting relegated. So.
0: <laughs> yes, but that's like when you pick up the same players as the person behind you in your mini league. Right. because you want to cover, just in case. Okay. Like, I don't know how you guys did the Predictor League, but I didn't actually make it what I think is going to be the final table. I did it so that hopefully I don't lose this year.
2: <laughs> like, hmm.
0: I just right. don't want to be in last place. So I was like, okay. I tried to think, like, what you two would do.
2: Okay, because, I mean, because, A, we are the only other people in the league. Um, <laughs> well, B, I just I don't want to lose to you two. The way like, you decided to play the game was to completely neglect the foundations <laughs> the of, the game. of how to win the game. Yep. <laughs> Does mm-hmm. seem a strange way to play.
0: Yep. Yeah, you're fucking daft. You can tell this is someone that came last last year. <laughs> hey, fuck off, because Ian didn't think about his last year either, Mr. Strategy, betting on the gambling odds anyway. Mr. I won by just going off the bookies. Worked, though, didn't Yeah, it? worked. Literally picked the best
2: way. Um, <laughs> Go with the advice of people who make lots of money by doing this thing.
0: Mm. Uh which takes us to Sunday. We had Palace 1 Wolves 1. Wolves down to 10 men which the moment that red card came in Chuck you said uh, we will not win this game. And you were right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You did. You did uh, say that. To
0: make it more embarrassing for Palace because I want to because you're going to be a prick when we get to Chelsea. It was yeah. 0. <laughs> Uh, 0.9 to 1.5 on XG. So Wolves had 1.5 despite being down to 10 men.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you can say that but A, that just means our, at least our defense is still good. Um, B, we... I would say we performed our numbers but it was an own goal. Um, so we got 0.9 and scored 0. I guess. <laughs> um, and also... We got a point against Wolves, which is a good result. Don't care about their current form and the fact they haven't won this year. Still got a point, which is still infinite more points than your two shit (laughs) teams got this week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, do you want to have a little word with Roy Hodgson? Because he looked fucking depressed afterwards.
2: No fucking shit. I mean, I'm depressed and I only have to pay attention to that team once a week. Every other week with an international break. He's got to be in that environment every day. Every day. The man's like 74. He doesn't need it. <laughs> he's
1: it's... the first Palace manager to preside over 100 Premier League goals.
2: Yeah, and it's also the first time he's had that in his career. Yeah, I it think is, as yeah. well. It was like both. So that's quite nice. It's a match made in heaven. Uh, It's just, oh, we need a striker. And it really hurt, like, watching Patshuayi come on for Chelsea today. Yep. I was just like, oh, we could have... You're bringing him on in, like, the 8 fucking minute. And Frank Lampard doesn't even give a shit and isn't playing it. Just let him... Oh, we're just going to get absolutely rinsed by some club in January and spend a load of money and maybe get seven goals before they move to Leicester.
0: It's gonna be us. We're gonna fucking rinse you by selling Batshuayi for a ton of money. Yeah. Um, well, the good news for you though is that you're not in the relegations on unexpected points. You're just barely out of it. In uh, oh, that's good. You know, and we're only one spot behind Chelsea in the league. That's
1: your best start in a few years. I mean, you usually start worse than this.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I just think it's because I know everything's so close. Yeah. Like it is. there's six teams on eight points, and obviously a couple on seven, a couple on six. And it's just it's just typical palace. Like you look at that game against Sheffield United where we were absolutely woeful and obviously got the one nil uh they got the one nil win, sorry. Um we had the bit of luck against Villa, um, where they had the goal disallowed, which really shouldn't have been. Um and then today you give away again against ten men. Fuck's sake. Even considered betting on it as well. And I should really back myself that the second the team playing Palace goes down to 10 men, just back them double chance, guys. This is the best betting gambling advice I could ever give you. The <laughs> second the other team goes down to 10 men, back win That's or gonna draw. That's going to have to be
1: like the miles offside lock as soon as that happens. The other team. It <laughs> doesn't matter
2: what minute it is whatsoever. Like, it's we just don't win. I think one out of the last seven times we've been against 10 men, we've won. Like, it's just... Doesn't fucking happen. And so, it's just woeful. Like, six games, yeah, okay, eight points, okay, we've scored four goals. Like, okay, we've only conceded seven, and four of those are in the same game. So, it's not, like, the worst in the world. I don't know, it just doesn't doesn't feel like a great start. I don't know whether it's because I'm just assuming we should be better than we are. No, it's just a bad start. I think it's just been... Like with the transfer window stuff and the Zaha drama and everything getting propagated, and Palace not really signing anyone, and the players they did sign not featuring. Like we bought Camarasa, who was meant to be this attacking midfield player, not even in the squad anymore. There's no news on him. He's not injured. He's just in the under twenty threes. Max Meyer isn't starting. You know we're going up against. Wolves who are meant to be tired, and we should go, you know, we should maybe try and go against them or have some creative players. So, our centre midfield is Milivojevic, Kriate, and MacArthur, who are great disruptors and they're, they're yeah. you know, a good physical presence, but they aren't they aren't playmakers. Like, not they're not pacey out creativity, yeah. No, no, they're not like a Meyer or, or something. And I just think it needs to be a bit more cohesive. We haven't, like, we've had huge injury problems. Um, like straight away from the start of the year. I mean, you look, as I said to you guys before, when we were starting with um Scott Dan and Martin Kelly as our centre backs, like that's our fourth and fifth choice. And so automatically the team is set up to kind of protect them and be more defensive. Um. So now we're getting, you know, today we had Cahill and Sacco, which, you know, I would have liked to have seen a clean sheet out of that. But you've also got Tompkins there as well, who is stronger. So it probably then gives more confidence going forward um, to then mean that we don't have to play so defensive in central midfield um, and can free up someone else. But, you know, Jordan Ayew's got a couple of goals, which is good. But Benteke just, I don't know, man. It's, so, it's such a shame and such a thing after like his first season with Palace and what he's done in the past, he's both playing well, but it's just pretty woeful at the minute it's it's really like unenthusiastic and it's still like it's it's eight points from six games you know if you keep on that you keep on that stretch for the whole season you're on 50 points like that's a fucking good season yeah uh, considering <laughs> but it our doesn't highest
0: feel point. like it at it doesn't all.
2: feel like it no and it's not that you know obviously it's different levels because for chelsea um i I think chelsea man united and tottenham yeah, Chelsea, Man United, and Tottenham are all on eight points, and Palace are on eight points. But also, Burnley and Sheffield United are on eight points. It's still early; so that actual points are like not
0: particularly informative.
2: I don't know. After six games, is when you start to get a feel. I think after five is when you know, you start to get formed. But I just think it's that the league is so fucked up and truncated now that it's not just that the promoted sides are performing yeah. well; it's that there's you know half of the top six are just. Fucking
0: garbage. Yeah, two-thirds. Well, really, like, most of it. Well, now that Chuck is sufficiently depressed, we'll (laughs) uh, take a break and come back and talk about Chelsea and my own sadness after, and uh, talk about listener stuff and Predictor League and all that. So we'll take a quick break. I'll take a few shots of hard alcohol to prepare myself for the oncoming slew of, you know, abuse that I have. And uh, we'll see you in a little bit. Because of this is Anyway, sorry. And welcome back to part two of Miles Offside, where I don't normally do the intro, but... We, uh, we're still here, we're still talking about football, and we will take it now to what, in retrospect, now that I'm looking at the numbers, should have been the Burnley of the week, (laughs) and that is West Ham 2, Manchester United 0, 0.5 to West Ham on XG to 1.2 on United. So that is quite the overperformance. Did you guys see this match? No, but it was nice, wasn't it? That's the one (laughs) I was watching over, uh, the Palace match. How were United? Talk to us. Paint us a picture with your words. United were really solid organized, but they just invited so much pressure onto themselves. But I think for me, the big story here, other than like West Ham's attack looking like a legitimately good attack, despite overperforming their numbers here, is United striker problems because Martial was already injured coming into the match and Rashford pulled up with a hamstring or a knee or something. He pulled up with no one anywhere near him. Um, and it looks like he's going to be out for a while.
1: And he didn't look good anyway.
0: No, not at all. He looked like someone who was really tired. And of course, he did a muscle injury after that. And their solution was to bring in Jesse Lingard and play him up top, which is like, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Your your laughs are correct.
0: <laughs> that is a genuine cause for concern for United, uh... um, who maybe shouldn't have sold Lukaku without bringing someone else in to replace him. Um, But United's defense continues to look good. Only 0.5 against a very good West Ham attack. West Ham have been... I mean, they still conceded two. Yes, okay. Like, don't try
2: and say, oh, they did really well. Mm, They conceded two goals and they didn't score any against West Ham. They need the credit as well, I think. I think we don't need to go into this anywhere near as long because, (laughs) I mean, I don't really like West Ham. But Pellegrini is kind of... His managerial qualities are coming out a lot more, and with that team, and his his pedigree is kind of being instilled, and I think they're doing good things. And they've actually, you know, they've had signings that were injured for ages come back, like Yarmolenko. Yes, Yarmolenko looked
0: big. really good today, too. Yeah, yeah. And he came in Genuinely. with such
2: promise in the last couple of games that he's played. He's looked really, really good, and he came with a lot of hype, obviously.
0: Yeah. Um. And this was Allaire's worst game so far, but he also has looked. Phenomenal through the he first few he's well up the charts on like individual XG this season so far um, and they got rid of Andy Carroll yeah which is always an upgrade who was
2: cheered at Newcastle when he came on like why are you cheering the guy doesn't
0: score gold well they got 30 million for him and then he came back and he's still the same old Andy Carroll so <laughs>
2: that's profit I suppose
0: that's profit <laughs> exactly all about net spend buddy <laughs> I think he was step two in the uh, underpants gnomes. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> step profit. two,
2: Andy Carroll.
0: Step three
2: profit. Sell Andy Carroll. Yeah. Step two. Get back Andy Carroll on a free. Uh... Step three profit.
0: It almost
1: makes <laughs> step one redundant steel underpants,
0: but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is Mike Ashley just an underpants gnome? <laughs> All along, we didn't know. Alright, well, I guess we'll just move on from that. Um, yeah, I don't want to
2: talk about Man United anymore. I told you. Not at all. Week. I
1: mean, Ole being... Ole? Ten... Oil of
2: Ole? What is he? A
1: fucking face Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I can't say it. I might as well not say his first name, right? You might as well just say Ollie. Ollie. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer.
2: That's all right. That's right, all right? Yeah, yeah that's good. Bad. Pretty good. It's not specificity or anything. Specificity. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey? He mostly did it correct. Yeah.
1: yeah, well, I listened to last week's episode like three times yeah. <laughs> so I could try and get the get he's the He's just on.
0: muttering in the car on his commute every morning, specificity.
1: specificity, specificity.
0: Yeah, and he's got Finley helping him with that,
2: you know, that thing they do to kids where it's like, say it, <laughs> cover it, read it. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, bringing up this. phonics cards.
0: <laughs> Here in the US, we had a, a service. It was like, a, do you, I guess if I told you a 1-900 service, would you know what that means?
2: Like, call in yeah, like, calling like something? Yeah, like calling something, but then it
0: costs, like, a ton of money. Yeah, There's one yeah, called okay, Hooked yeah. on Phonics that was just, like...
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was in a South Park episode with that Is as
0: well, Hooked a on monkey on monkey phonics. phonics. Yeah, there you go. Well, I'm picturing you calling, like, 1-900, Hooked on Phonics. And be like, teach <laughs> me how to say specificity, please.
2: And then it's 1-900, Hooked on Mortgage Repayments. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have to take one out for this fucking phone line.
0: Ah... <laughs> uh, All right, well, let's move on from Man United because Chuck, for the second week in a row, just refuses to talk about them. (laughs) Uh, Well, to jump from one team that has no strikers to a team that has a very, very good striker. Arguably the second best or tied for first best striker in the league. Arsenal 3, Villa 2. Arsenal 2.1 on XG, Villa 1.7. So a perfectly fair result. Arsenal slightly overperforming, but solid, solid value for a win. Um I cannot tell you my disappointment to be watching the Chelsea match and in the background, the announcers being like, oh, Arsenal have scored! Arsenal are down to 10 men. And just like, that was quite the roller coaster with the checking in. I didn't see any of this match because obviously I was busy with a different one. Um, Did either of you catch this match?
2: No, and the problem is that after about 20 minutes of that match, I already had like half of the stuff I was going to talk about planned out for this fucking podcast. And then they pricked it up by being good. Like, they went down to 10 men. I was like, sweet, this is all good. And then they just like... And even the fact that I have Aubameyang as a captain in my FBL team, it disappointed me when I heard the announcer say Aubameyang has scored, because at that point, I knew it was already 2-0. And I'm like, oh, great, now it's 3-2 and fucking... But if if Villa could have gone like 4-3, that would have been good. I mean, Emery out still trending on Twitter. So that's a thing. It really Um, fucked the narrative, because with Tottenham... I think it should be more like Mustafi out. And defence out. And (laughs) half our team out, maybe. Um, Because, like, God forbid, the guy's good, but he's not a fucking magic genie. He can't just turn that into a decent fucking defence. Hence why everyone knows that they're being carried by Aubameyang, who very nicely gave, I believe, gave the penalty to Pepe so that he could get his first goal, which is nice. Oh, really? Is that how it transpired? Yeah, apparently. Um, That's quite good. But he's a bloody good striker. And if Arsenal didn't have him, or if something happens to him, they are fucked.
0: Yeah, especially with Lacazette out. Yeah, but they totally fucked the narrative by coming back and getting a win here. Because I, yeah. I was so already, excited to I come. Was already,
2: on. I was already. I was already. <laughs> oh, down to 10 men, half time, let's make an inspiring substitution. Bring on Callum Chambers. Right. I thought, this is all perfectly set up. <laughs> oh, who scores the two all equaliser? Fucking Callum Chambers. Oh. I might as well have just played Carl Jenkinson. <laughs> he just dotted
0: it in. But Isn't he West Ham now? I think, right? Oh, fucking nice! Somewhere, <laughs> some, some yeah. other
2: team.
1: Recognized hat wearer. Carl Somewhere Banks.
0: else
2: where he's still not playing.
0: Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, but like it would have been really good because Spurs lost, United lost, we lost. So for Arsenal to lose also, especially against Villa, would have mm. totally fit with the narrative. I even said to you, Chuck, before we started recording, do you want to just pretend that Arsenal lost and just go with that the entire <laughs> podcast, <laughs> just that, yeah. like all the points that we prepared. Yeah, I mean, I've managed to get them all in anyway, so...
1: Yeah, exactly. We've, we've literally pretended <laughs> anyway, so.
0: The only solace I take is that Arsenal are below Watford on expected points so far, and they are in... I'm Ooh. sorry, what what the fuck really? did you just say? What the fuck were the words that came out of your mouth? Yep, <laughs> they're below Watford on expected points in... Hold on, 20th, 19th, 18th, 17th, 16th. 15th. They are in 15th on expected points so far. Below Ooh. Watford... Below Wolves, below Burnley, below Everton, below Brighton, below Southampton.
1: We don't know if an Emery Arsenal is going to do the usual thing of having a better second half of the season as well. I mean,
0: I don't, at a certain point, you have to think that they're going to turn on him, right? Like, and I know Emery out is finally trending, but he has no idea who his best players are. And it's been well over a season now. Like, Yeah. How are they below? Uh, what, what unexpected, <laughs> unexpected? You Not on actual, obviously. But have you watched Watford play?
2: I know yeah, exactly. That, I know they fucking amazing. garbage. They
0: just got pumped eight 0 They conceded eighteen <laughs> goals this season. I know for that eight 0 to be <laughs> included in that expected points where they like that was what six expected points against them or expected goals against them, and they're still above Arsenal. <laughs> Fuck me. Jeez. Yeah. So. This is outrageous. Yep. That's the only solace I take. But it's it's minor comforts.
1: Well, very (sighs) much like life in Jurassic Park, we found a way to fuck Arsenal over on our podcast. Yeah.
0: Fuck Fuck them. (laughs) Fucking. Even
1: after they won. Jesus.
0: Yep. Uh, And that does bring us then to our final match of the week. Um, And speaking of trying, trying but mostly failing to take moral victories and comfort. We hey, had, I'm not devoid of negativity! Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea won, Liverpool to 1.7 to Chelsea, and 1.1 1. 1 to Liverpool on XG. Marking the second time this season that we have played Liverpool to basically an XG victory and not actually taken any points or like a win out of that situation.
2: Or won that super friendly. Or um, won the super friendly.
0: Um, I have thoughts. Yeah, tell me your thoughts because I have many thoughts and I don't necessarily want to talk about any of them. So, Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> so, Liverpool, obviously, well,
2: they were 2-0 up at halftime. Yes. Halftime. So, I caught the second half of the game. And I I must say, from about the last 25 minutes, I was incredibly impressed with Chelsea. Thank they you. They looked very, very good. Um, Kante's goal was fantastic. And Ooh, that, yes, like the little turn where Fabinho just then just didn't bother to track him whatsoever and to then (laughs) drive his way, you know, basically through three Liverpool players um, and smash it past, uh, well, through Van Dijk and Matip, I think, uh, into the corner. That was fantastic to see. But it was incredibly confusing to me that when you know, so for Klopp, when you know you're playing a team like Chelsea who, By this point, I think they've accepted they can't defend to win. Nope. I think, I'd like to think that after six games, they know they can't, like, keep a clean sheet. So they're going to have to go for goals and attack, right? Yep. And one of the things that prevents you from attacking so, uh, in such a gung-ho manner, shall we say, is the fact that, Liverpool have Mane and Salah who can hit you on the break so you have to leave some players back to cover for that which then means that the defence doesn't get overloaded so much so then they can play out those balls and away you go they're sprinting off with Firmino and they'll score. So, why the fuck with like 20 minutes left after Kante had scored does Klopp bring off Mane to bring on James Milner and then have Liverpool like somehow hold on and not lose that game or like still get the three points when Chelsea were running them absolutely fucking ragged it was bizarre and one of the weirdest things and I wish I bothered to leave it on to see the post-match to see what Klopp (laughs) says but it was just baffling
1: yeah doing that at 2-0 you could with the clock running down you could maybe accept 2-0 2-0
2: 80 85th minute maybe but this was like Chelsea had just scored I know. And it was plenty of
1: time It was like he had the plan, so he was just going to go through with it regardless. Yeah.
0: You have to say, Liverpool are obviously a much better team than Chelsea right now. Like, it's not even close. And that we've been able to do this to them in two separate occasions this early into the season. Like, you have to look at Klopp and say, like, what are you doing, bud? They're not as good as you. You should be putting them to bed very easily and comfortably. And Liverpool barely hung on. Like, we beat them on XG. That shouldn't be happening. I don't care that we're at home. We haven't gotten, Mm-mm. we haven't fucking won at home yet, which is like really frustrating. But Klopp definitely mismanaged this game because it shouldn't even be close. No, and it does seem weird
2: in that. But, you know, Liverpool have shown this year that they can be got at. I mean, they kept one clean sheet, you know, where they were such a strong defensive team last year because um, Alisson won the Golden Glove, I think, with was it 20 clean sheets or something like that.
1: Yeah, twenty twenty one, something like that. Twenty twenty
2: one. So more it was definitely more than half of the games they kept a clean sheet. Yeah, and this yeah. year they've kept one out of six. And like they've played Newcastle and Southampton, uh like in there. Like that's not that's not who you can see goals to. Um or they should be really. Um and Norwich as well actually, but obviously Norwich have done quite well this year. But they've they've shown completely that they can be got at. Yeah. And the I mean, there were two, if not three, guilt-edged chances for Chelsea afterwards. I mean, the Mason Mount one, it was just... I think if he was a couple of years older, he'd probably put that away because he just snatched at the ball a little bit too early. I know, uh, that
0: hurt. Of, that really hurt in real time.
2: Because that, that one was like, that was the chance. And Willian was playing out of his fucking skin.
0: Yeah, and there was one in the first half where Tammy and Mason were two. Like they were both well in behind the defense, and Tammy chose to take a shot from a hard angle instead of lay it off across. Yeah. And it would have been a tap in if he had. And that was another one where I was like, Ooh, we're gonna regret that later. And and, you know, we did. Like, fuck. But so from the like Chelsea fan perspective
2: I put it off as much as I could, but I started yeah. talking about <laughs> don't it. Know, before you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. surprised, Chuck. you did well.
0: Um yeah. I'm very much of two minds because you know, again, moral victory, great. We took it to Liverpool. Liverpool are maybe the second best team in the world right now. Probably, Still zero points, right? zero
2: points, is zero points, mate.
0: But yeah, especially with the first half, with the fu- we used two substitutions for injured defenders before halftime, mm. when we already have Rudiger out. Like we couldn't even bring him on because he wasn't. He was you know chilling in jeans and like a very nice jacket actually on the bench <laughs> a very nice jacket yeah it's yeah. true i know no i did like in my mm. like despair i did take a moment to be like oh that's a that's a nice outfit very nice rigger. <laughs> that's a neat sweater um but christensen got taken out by Tomori when they were both trying to clear a shot and it looks like he'd done his knee hopefully god willing is not an acl because that would be a fucking disaster but he could not walk on his own power he had to True, like but I,
1: I don't think it looked as bad as an ACL. Mm. But uh, it twisted,
0: like, and then he couldn't put any weight on it. That worries me like crazy. Who knows? I mean, we'll see. We'll find out. Because Mount's thing on in the middle of the week, speaking of the Champions League, Mount's ankle injury from that Champions League match? Yeah, it
1: got the still of that. Very concerning. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There, there was a still knocking round where it looked like that That was that ankle was gone. That's youth, yeah. isn't it? I yeah. mean,
2: those there are those that look really bad sometimes, but if it's like... That's if it's the standing leg of weight. Like it didn't look like he was putting that much yeah. weight
0: on it. Which yeah,
1: I have a feeling Christensen might not be long term, but yeah, I, so I, I know what you mean. Not putting weight on is not.
0: And good, Emerson, good. no one was around him. He just pulled up with a muscle thing. Yeah. So that's super yeah. concerning. Cause if we have to play Alonzo, like, oh boy. <laughs> you know? I mean, we already know that. So that's like a huge bummer. And then also, I tweeted this before the match and I, I very much stand by it despite the like, Good performance by the lads against a really good team. I'm starting to get worried. In the back of my mind, there's a little whisper of a voice that says, "Why is Frank not rotating? Why is he not playing? When we already have injuries."
2: Fucking Pulisic guy.
0: Right, Pulisic Mm, is nowhere to be found. Michi won't get a minute. Giroud can't get a minute. Barkley, which actually I think that one's for the best. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's fair. fair. Yeah, you know, I mean, on. on Tuesday he came out and I believe it was maybe the exact same lineup or one change to the Sunday match, like less than 48 hours later in the Champions League. And I was like, okay, fine. He's choosing to use these two. We're going to see a lot of rotation and just basically be like, okay, we'll give it a shot. But whatever happens against Liverpool, like is going to be what happens. We prioritize the Champions League. And then again, it was mostly the same lineup. He did, he wasn't three at the back anymore, but I think that was more out of necessity than anything. Um, And Kante was back, which is great. But I think if you look at
2: Chelsea's situation, like what team has that higher percentage of players that aren't just? I mean, even though they, these guys have been there since they were kids, they're effectively new to the club. Yeah. Like so, what team has that many players that are new to the club and also, in the same respect, kind of new to the league in playing that much? I mean, you look at Mason Mount, Tammy
0: Abraham, um, Tamori. Tomori, who, can we take a second to talk about how amazing he's been? He is already better than Zuma. Already probably defensively at least better than Christensen. And he is a child. And he's, n- <laughs> I, I hadn't even heard of him before it's this very season, comfortable. Really. I think, was he
2: at Derby last year with... Yeah, I think he was. Yeah.
0: So, Another one, bloody hell. Yeah,
2: no, they, they loaned about three players out to Derby with him. Um, I remember se- seeing at like, the very start of the season, I was like, oh yeah, Frank's there, no, so that makes yeah, sense. I but I think because of that and because this is kind of a project that I think if, especially with young players, if Frank started to rotate so soon after you know like Tammy he's not going to rotate he scored like seven goals sure Um, uh, recently but the psychological effect it can have on the younger players is probably a lot more and especially when he knows he's going to have to rely on them it's it's just getting that delicate balance really of Mm. keeping them happy and keeping them motivated but also not burning them out which he kind of got guilty of a bit in uh, in last season with Derby that, you know, there were there were players there that played like 44, 45 out of 46 games. Right, exactly. And they were like yeah. under 19 and stuff.
1: True, but you'd hope that some like, you'd hope that uh young players, especially young Chelsea players, if they've been through the academy, blah, 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 would respect Frank enough that if he communicates with them and says, you're not going to be playing all the time, but, but if it,
2: but if you think for these guys, like they've spent some of them have spent twelve years at that club and it's like I'm finally true, getting a yeah, chance. I get what you're saying. I'm finally getting a chance to actually play for Chelsea. Ah, oh, it's gone again. I, 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 I
1: get what you're saying, but I just hope that he would be you know, he's known as pretty intelligent in the world mm-hmm. of football. I'd hope he'd be clever enough to be able to pitch that to them in a way that they could
0: Absolutely. Understand. I mean, and I
1: know, I know what you're saying, but yeah And
0: I'm not I'm not by any means saying he should go full Tinkerman. And be rotating them week in, week out. But, like, two matches within 48 hours and then another match against Liverpool only a few days later. Like, you would think that a decent amount, at least in one of those matches, would have a B lineup. Like, I'm thinking about my career mode in FIFA. And I'm like, these guys have 25% of their fucking little energy bar left going into this (laughs) match. That they played so high intensity and took it to Liverpool in the second half especially. Yeah, they did. Today is so impressive and, like, such a credit to those guys, to those kids, really, mostly, that, like, I, I'm so proud of them in a backwards kind of way. But at a certain point, like, I want to fucking win at home. And and I'm trying to remove my American bias, but I want to see Pulisic. And, like, a lot of my yeah. English Chelsea fan friends are like, yo, what happened to Pulisic? What's the deal? Like, we spent a bunch of money on him. Like, this was a perfect time to play him, and he didn't even come off the bench. So, like, I'm trying not to be negative because, again, we've looked good. We're very lucky in that the other top six teams, or at least the chasing four of the top six, also all look shit. Yeah. Um, Like, when you sort by expected points, we're in fourth. By ex- Again, by expected points. But we're up there with Liverpool. We're up there with United and City. Top number two behind us. And Arsenal, we mentioned, are down in 15th. So, like... We have the luxury of being able to drop points this year. And I, and like, it's so exciting and happy to be able to watch the youth players. I was having this conversation with Emily a couple of days ago, where I was like, I don't think I, I'm going into this Liverpool match excited to be hurt and disappointed because I feel something sadist Mm -hmm. I'm not dead inside like you know what I mean like like I really care about this team I'm so emotionally invested and that's great because that's what we fucking are here for like what's the point of being a football fan if not to like emotionally invest in your team and like root for them and care and to see like a 4-3-3 Liverpool versus a 4-3-3 Chelsea just took me right back to 2007 and I was like this is fucking great and I don't care like I'm going to be sad because they're probably going to crush us, but who knows? And, like, it just felt good. But the other side of me is, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Because cause there's other guys here. And you're going to run these kids into the ground if we do this all year long. So we'll see. Callum played has played two games now, full 90 with the youth. Ruben isn't too far behind in a couple of months. Rudiger played in the week, midweek, and I guess he's, like, kind of sort of healthy. Kante is finally back, it looks like.
1: Is Lampard going to play him as a box to box Kante? Yeah,
0: I do. I do. For the record. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. For the record, I do think that that is Kante's best role. Because, I mean, you saw that with the goal today, and he's done that a couple of times against United and and some other big matches over the years.
1: Oh, he's definitely able to play it. It's just preseason that was a lot of the chat. Is Lampard going to move him back to his best position as
0: a holding midfielder type thing? I'm fine with Jorginho playing at the base and Kante playing box to box. In this particular version of the system, four three three, yeah, where Kante is free to come back. Like, there was a breakaway late where it was Sala versus Kante one-on-one. The entire defense was completely taken out, and he took the ball off Sala's feet like it was nothing. Yeah. And that was Kante back to, like, old-school Kante at his best. Yeah. And I think if Kante can play box-to-box but have the freedom and the permission almost – to drop back and cover when he needs to, then it's great. I think that's his best role.
1: He's a very intelligent Yeah, what happened with well, Sarri so, is
0: that yeah. he not only said, you're not playing at the base, but you're also, like, not allowed <laughs> to defend, <laughs> basically. Like, Sarri's system was so fucking rigid. Whereas Lampard's is like, okay, guys, I trust you, and here's what you should do, mostly, but, like, also figure it out. out so on he's the pitch.
2: basically like those substitute teacher who comes in, who's a bit like a hippie. He's just like... Yeah, just go with what feels natural. Like, this is a safe (laughs) environment, guys. If you want to play with
0: the blocks, play with the blocks.
1: (laughs) And then you'd go up behind him and scream in his ear. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Football! (laughs) Uh, I'm like, we never, never at all last year would have seen Kante making that last-ditch tackle, being the only person back, right? Yeah. And here we did. So I'm okay with him playing box-to-box, because I do think he's really, really good. He could be one of the best box-to-box midfielders in the world. He's already probably the best defensive midfielder in the world, and I think he... One of the few good things that Sarri did is he really developed Kante's forward-moving ball progression skills and passing skills to a level that he had never really hit before. Who knows? I mean, we'll see what happens when Ruben comes back. Kovacic has been good. Jorginho has been good. He almost got in a fight with Henderson, which like is really yeah. nice to see him fired up. Yeah, I'm like, well, fuck yeah. Jorginho's taking a bit of a leadership role, but... The, the big concern, and it was last year and it continues to be, is the defense. Like, we've conceded so many fucking goals on set pieces. Both goals today were set pieces. It wasn't even open play goals. Liverpool yeah. didn't get a lot of looks from open play, which well, is like, Sal- that's good, I guess. But
1: Salah was not good in possession. I think he would he no. was losing the ball a lot. Uh, they're, they're always trying to get it to him. And he's, yeah, I wasn't entirely convinced by him, to be honest.
0: But I'm real fucking tired of teams like the announcer saying, oh, one from the training ground there, and we concede. Yeah. Like, it happened in the Champions League. It happened twice today. Yeah. And, And that is very much a thing where you're like, oh, if we're conceding from set pieces consistently, that's on the manager. Yeah. That's not on the players that much. Like, obviously, they have to track their players and stuff. But when it's happening over and over and over again, that is a manager thing. And I'm not trying to be overly critical of Frank, because again, it's a transition year. And I'm, I'm trying to stay positive and be in a good mood. But the set pieces thing is a real fucking concern. And the rotation thing, this week of all weeks, would have been the week to rotate. And that he didn't makes me concerned. So, you know, you take that with the moral victory and it's like a weird week.
1: Are we being, because uh, we were only negative about Liverpool, saying that they can be got at, which is true, but they are... But they didn't... Look- but all I'm saying is from a wider point of view, they are six matches... Six wins. They've not lost a top flight game in 15 or something. I think they're they're yeah, closing like in on Man record. City's record. I
2: think it's 16 now. Wins. Is it? Wins in a row. Right, yeah. okay. So we're great. just not beaten. wins in a okay, row. Okay, so we're That's... in that sort
1: of realm where they're getting towards record-breaking territory. I know you're absolutely right, they can be got at, but should should they be given any credit at all? I mean, this is a good start, isn't it? <sighs> I mean
2: you can, we, even we can't be that much of a bunch of pleased yeah we can't be this and cherish's once yeah
0: and i have just spent the last few weeks well not the last few, last like couple of weeks being like oh shit they might actually be title favorites now yeah and i stand by that take i mean especially with the injury thing with the city that we were talking about before i do think like there's a very good chance that even more than last year
1: yeah one one city tonkin of watford does not change what has been a con- consistent record for liverpool does it yeah
0: and liverpool are right there in the conversation on expected points as well if we're talking about underlying stats uh it's kind of actually by the underlying stats it's been a three-way sort of race for the best team so far between liverpool city and united weirdly um and i think that's just off united's defense (laughs) like united's defense has just been so good um so yeah, I think we do. They do fully deserve credit, and Firmino is so fucking good. He's
1: playing amazingly.
2: Though, he's
0: he? he's their best player so far this year. Yeah, it's 100%, not Salah, and it's 100%. not money. It's definitely Firmino.
2: He he's the one who you can't even call him unsung at this point because no, he's of sung so much about how he's unsung, but <laughs> it is true. Just the way he plays, and like it, I think it doesn't take a lot to to understand that the way Mane and probably Salah more play is incredibly selfish. Like the yeah. amount of chances I see where Salah could have an easy layoff to Mane or Firmino and doesn't. Yeah. And obviously between Mane, that gets a bit of friction, but Firmino's is just like, okay. And he's, he will selflessly just give the ball out to any of them if it if it results in what would be a goal and therefore yeah. two points for the team. He's absolutely fantastic.
0: It's obviously entirely different styles of play. But in that regard, he does remind me of Dragba in his prime. In that Drogba just cared about winning. And he would get important goals, but he would also get important assists if that's what the situation called for. And he just did whatever it takes. And, like, Drogba was a bit of a... I don't want to say, like, prima donna, but a bit of a spoiled brat sometimes. With referees and with opponent players, but never with his own teammates. Never. He only ever got along with his teammates, was a good, good squad guy and did whatever it took to like score. And like if that wasn't him scoring, it's he still did whatever it took. Drogba and Lampard were yeah. a fucking amazing. We're team not
2: like. talking about Chelsea anymore. For fuck's sake. No, but I'm back saying like that's the, that's basically <laughs> the
0: highest compliment I can give to a striker is cuz for obvious like very personally biased reasons like
2: oh, that's in May 19, 2012.
0: Yep, yeah, that's right. But yeah, no, Firmino I think I I would be giving Firmino play of the year if the season ended today. No, cuz then Liverpool win the league. I that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> They definitely, I mean, I, I don't know if either of you saw them midweek, but the Napoli Liverpool game was absolutely fantastic. I mean, it was just, it was that classic of unstoppable force versus immovable object at both ends of the pitch. Um, both very free scoring attacking teams with incredible defence. And it was just like, Koulibaly makes this amazing stop. And then Van Dyke makes this amazing stop. And just went at each other and you could tell it was the kind of game where it's going to be who blinks first out of the defences. Yeah. And so when that kind of happened, and then obviously Robertson made a bit of a mistake, which just as a sidebar, it is disgusting the fact that one of the best players for them that got umpteen assists has felt that after one mistake and the abuse he's got on social media has deleted or or gone off of all of it. Ridiculous, yeah. Just because of a penalty. Um, fucking disgusting, and it's also again just shows why I hate Liverpool.
0: Yeah, Um, I had that in the rundown for rapid fire news, and then I was like, "Nah, fuck that. I'm not talking about that shit."
2: Yeah, because those people are fucking disgusting. But yeah, but
0: anyway, and in that
2: way, you can see that that's why I think that at the minute, even though it's five points, and uh, it's still so early days. 5 points now is is not worth the same as 5 points after 34 35 game weeks it's just not and so i think to the the hyperbole and the the build up and the sky sportsness of it all to say like yeah they've got this 5 point lead like but if if city beat them twice that 5 point lead is gone that's it and that's definitely not an intangible thing to happen and if a team like napoli have shown that they can do it against Liverpool, albeit, yeah, away uh, at the But they've done it twice now, in two consecutive seasons. Uh, Napoli have beaten Liverpool in the Champions League. And they're showing that they can be got at and conceding goals, you know, to everyone so far, apart from uh, Burnley, weirdly. They didn't get Burnley'd. Um, <laughs> if City are reverting to the kind of Liverpool role of we're just going to score more goals than you and we're not necessarily going to be that solid defensively if our defenders are out, then in a whole different way, that matchup between the two of them gets a lot more exciting. Again, but for different reasons of last yeah. year, if you see what I mean.
0: And, and like, obviously it's possible, or perhaps even, like, probable that City will win both of those matches. But from... It's like the old Double Game Week argument that they used to have on gaffer, Ta- gaffer tapes every year, right? Like... Sure, Aguero might score five against Swansea, but statistically, it's more likely that the best time to use your triple captain is on a double game week. Like, it's not... Like, City will probably win one of those, but for them to win both and not drop points anywhere else along the way or not drop more points than Liverpool is a very, very real possibility that Liverpool can hold that. Like, it, five points is a is a decent amount of points, man.
2: But they were seven or eight points clear at Christmas last sure. year? Sure, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: Ten, I thought. Yeah. Wasn't
2: it ten? I think it could have got to ten, and then Liverpool drew the game, not one. So that put them from, like, seven to eight points, I think. I don't know. And then everyone was like, well, there's no way City can do this and replicate them. And then both of them just went win, 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 win. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but there's a, what I'm saying is there's a difference between possible and probable. And I think at this point, you have to give Liverpool plenty of credit that it's at best a coin flip if they're not at least if they're not slight favorites, despite not being the better team. I don't think that Liverpool are a better team than City.
2: Uh, well, speaking about league predictions, Oscar, and who's going to win. Uh, remember, we got a game. Yeah, we have got yeah. a game. Is the predicted league the league of predictions with the return of the intro music? It's not just rapid fire news that's coming back, it's Chuck's amazing intros. Um, <laughs> Johnny OG still top. How's he doing it? Uh, how is he doing it? How's he doing it two years in a row? What Fucking the fuck? hell? We're just a cash cow to him. We're just some sort of bunch of chumps <laughs> that just potter along thinking that we know shit. He's but he, we he, don't. He, he,
1: He's a Patreon and has been for a while, but if this carries on, he's going to be up on the deal.
2: He is going to be up on the deal. Like, he won last year. that's true. I didn't even think about that. Oh, shit. He's going to be in profit. He is the underpants, no. (laughs) He was like, step one, listen to a podcast. Step three, profit. Yeah. I'm stalling because this league is just incredibly volatile. And when I updated it today, everyone's scores went up by about 24 points. And that has meant that because the league is topsy-turvy, that Oscar's back in fourth.
0: Fucking hey!
1: Okay, we really are early in the season if this is the sort of swings yeah. we get, So,
2: Oscar's back in fourth. Ian's 14th. What? Yeah, on ninth. This is ridiculous. It's all mental. There's a five-way tie in fourth place. Okay. Uh that's where Sam Danby, Dave Mateo, Adam P, Dan Parkinson reside.
1: Clearly, the league means nothing at the minute.
2: Clearly, it like Vienna, means nothing.
0: So nothing when I'm doing me. good, it means nothing. When I'm doing bad, it's exactly right.
2: Good. Got yes. it. Lovely. Your expected shitness <laughs> is high. Excess. <laughs> um, your excess is very, very high. And not just in your insurance. Yeah. And there we go. Um, uh, Predictor League is six games. It means fuck all. We've all got loads wrong. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh what's next? FPL
1: team. FPL team. The podcast FPL team is not doing bad.
2: Uh yes, possibly because well, I mean not last week this week, yep. week before, uh you fucked it yep um and then not gonna lie admin again forgot to change anything with the team we did we all at
1: <laughs> the switch on that one uh
2: yeah we all kind of just assumed after we said wildcard that probably someone else would do a wildcard poll and no one did uh, i don't until, even know the password to until, this
0: team so i take zero blame here
2: uh... yeah uh well you're being assigned 33 percent of it um <laughs> So on Thursday we remembered the poll and then put the poll out and just decided that we'll do it this week. Uh so we have hit the wildcard button. Um I think Ian's done some sort of wizardry to mean that we don't lose value. Is yeah, yeah I've already
1: I've already done a few transfers just for price change uh stuff, getting Aguero some sort in and stuff.
2: Of wizardry and magic, because he knows how that stuff um happens. And uh, so we're wildcarding, so I guess admin, I mean, I'm literally about to start a new job tomorrow, so, you know, admin-wise it's uh, it's a bit tight, but I'll just pretend I'm part time um, and (laughs) just say that FPL breaks are just part of my life.
0: Well, I'm looking at the updated table right now and uh, the community team, the podcast team has officially overtaken me as being in first place between the four of us. All of a sudden, it's my team again. Thanks,
2: guys. <laughs> Take your <Yes>. full responsibility. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, don't worry, Oscar. You don't get 33% accountability anymore. <laughs> Zero percent
0: accountability. It's on 360. I'm on 359. Stimmers is on 326. Oh, and Chuck feels low. is on 325. Oh, God. oh I'm a point behind Ian. Jesus. Oh, only a point behind Ian.
1: We're close, right? Okay, <laughs> lovely. So, so the hive mind's doing very well. So the we... hive
2: mind is doing well. So this kind of crowdsourcing thing is working. So I don't really know how we'll work the wild card. Well, we'll do we what just... we did
1: before. We'll come up with some. We'll do a, a Twitter moment where we'll come up with a load of polls with a load of stuff, and then they'll all say get the most expensive player, and you'll just figure out whatever you want to do.
2: Yeah, and then like we'll need a budget of like three hundred million exactly. Um, and then we'll realise we're not Chelsea. And so we can't do that. So, chances are we'll have Aguero. Uh, yeah, there's going to be some must have haves, I think. Kevin. Uh, we won't have Daniel James. Um, <laughs> fucking Daniel James. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Daniel James, exactly. We're not having any Man United players. If you suggest Man United players, we're going to block you. Um, <laughs> and that's about it, really. So, we'll open that up. Um, I mean, whilst we're on the subject of FPL, there's obviously been, for those of you who listen, there's been a lot of people who've had their accounts hacked or some mm. shit recently, which is a bit shit, because it's like, just let people play the game, and yeah. don't just fuck don't it up. Like, you don't be a Yeah, don't be a jeb end, and you haven't really got anything to benefit from it. So, I mean, we've kind of done this community team, so that people can scratch that itch, and kind of, if they want something crazy, or like a decision they can't really justify in their own team, project it onto someone else. Mm. Um, so now... For those of you that want to, I don't know, log in and tinker with someone else's team, I've genuinely started a team uh, with a different email address and like anyone can log in and do anything. Um, personal data-wise, doesn't matter. It's registered to a Mr. Ian Puente. Um, so
0: <laughs> just did a hybrid
2: there. Couldn't put a middle name on it. And so um, if you type in... On uh, the Fantasy Premier League website, Miles Offside Cod. Uh, <laughs> that's cod like the fish. Oh, God. Uh, British fish for British people. Why um, not Miles
0: Offside Koi?
2: Because Koi is K-O-I. And for cod, I thought, oh, it'd be funny if I just changed one letter. And so, yeah, it's cod. Okay. Uh, cod at gmail.com. Uh, the password is genuinely password one. With a capital P. Um, don't be a knobhead and change the password so no one else can access it. Don't just <laughs> deliberately take a billion points hits like like 900 transfers. Right. So this is, um, hang on,
1: this is a brand new FPL team you've created.
2: Yeah, yeah. I did it today. <laughs> okay. I haven't even, I've like started the account, but I just did like auto pick. Right. Um, and you're just anything? opening that
1: up with those details. Anyone yeah. can do what they like.
0: Yeah. Can I request that we change the password to password is taco? <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice joke there. That's good. Uh, bring back the league. Um, I mean,
2: if you want to like go on there and do the kit, I don't know. That could be something. I don't know, guys. Just I just, just fear take that, it, that the first person who
1: listens to this is just going to decimate it into some sort of terrible.
2: Yeah, but you can't. You can't because the first game week, no points hits.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. So be people brandy- will log yeah.
2: in. It's going to have some weird... Fi- I don't know. So it's almost the last person in. to log in is going to have the final say. Yeah, basically. Again, week 38, you're like, this has gone really well. Fuck it up. Yeah. Um, maybe at that point, I'll just change the password. Um, but seriously, please, please, anyone listening to this, don't be a cunt. Don't be... And, and don't bleep that one either. I really want my words oh, to be God's felt. sake. And change the password. because You be just ruled really
0: out all of our listeners. <laughs> are you saying all of our listeners are c- yeah. That's why they listen. Cause they like to hear the three of us and they can relate. <laughs> wow. I mean, I've done a
2: thing. So there you go. That's great. I thought, yeah. Uh, I love yeah, that. Made I like best of a bad situation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that's like a even further community team. Yeah. And then again, if that one does well, it's my team. <laughs> you're gonna take yeah, back Then you're control. changing
0: the password.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm outsourcing FPL. It's good. Well, that's amazing. I
1: mean, so there you go. I think, uh i need to hit the socials cuz i've been very bad at that lately so if you want to if you want um vote on our fpl team that'll be on twitter at milesoffsidepod uh, Not MilesOffsideCod.
2: <laughs> miles
1: not milesoffsidecod obviously if you want to take over a brand new fpl team yes, then it's com. with what was it password1 with a capital p
2: password1 capital p okay
1: but if you want to email us where we'll actually get it, because I presume you're not monitoring this cod account, no, no,
2: the email could, address
1: is none of yours. You can email us at milesoffsidepod at gmail dot com. Uh, we're on Facebook, milesoffsidepod. No, it's just milesoffside on Facebook, isn't it? I don't know.
2: Um,
1: we're what on is Instagram, milesoffsidepod on Instagram. Probably should have made them all the same. Um, whatever. Yeah. they will be that'll be miles offside cod by the end of the week. probably. <laughs> <laughs> fine uh, and also you can get extra stuff on uh, patreon.com slash miles offside pod uh, where I do FPL podcasts for some reason um,
2: which uh, I will be taking over duties of as I am <laughs> very now shortly. resident FPL expert
1: <laughs> maybe I should maybe I should open source those you
2: should yeah outsource it mate my stress levels down I'm, I'm having a breezy time I mean the podcast team Averaging 60 points a week, it's having a lovely time.
1: We're Doing well in the uh, FPL Roundtable League against other podcasts. Doing quite
2: well now. Yeah, and then they're all saying, oh, we're not concentrating properly. Well, neither are we, and we're beating you. <laughs>
0: yeah we've forgotten to make changes about half of the weeks we got so
2: lazy we got other people to do our team chuck literally fell asleep once when he was supposed to be doing the changes <laughs> i didn't th- okay yes i fell asleep okay yeah, right, right. that
0: is a thing that is actually a thing yeah but yeah. i
2: woke up and saw that it was a tie and it was going nowhere and thought fuck this this is brexit all over again I'm not gonna like the outcome we're gonna have to make same, a decision no one's gonna same like level it. of impact yeah, yeah. Same level impact, it just ended in confusion and I felt a bit tired. <laughs> cool. Right, should we go through next week's football? Oh yeah, football. Football, we always forget the next week's football. And I always close the fixtures before we get to this point. <laughs> Bastard.
0: Yep, I had closed my second laptop already. Fantasy
2: <laughs> dot Premier League dot, is it dot com or .co.uk? I really know this. It's dot .com. Yeah, or is it.co.uk
0: it over there? Are there two different websites?
2: I don't know. This one says IP address not found. Dot <laughs> com. Hooray. <laughs> hey. There you go. Uh, fixture. Oh god, this laptop's slow. Does someone else just want to do fixtures? Is yeah, anyone... I got it. Yeah, okay, okay. Cool. Cheers, Saturday,
0: September 28 two thousand nineteen, at seven thirty a.m. Slash oh, sometime fuck. plus five like hours of that does. in the UK. <laughs> Most of our listeners are American, so I'm all right with the seven thirty a.m. We have Sheffield United versus Liverpool. Liverpool gonna dick them, right? I'm sorry, I didn't hear. Who are they playing? Liverpool. Dick Sheffield. Sheffield.
2: I like Sheffield, but that says "dicking" all over it. I don't think Dickin. I think Sheffield will give a fair account of themselves, but it could be one of those ones where the scoreline belies the actual play. So it could be a very even 3 1, because a lot of Liverpool's games have been 3 1.
1: Are you already predicting Liverpool as Burnley of the week?
2: Uh, No. No. The stats can still say, like, the game can look like it's even, and Sheffield could be unlucky, but Liverpool would still have good shots. Could be tappins.
0: Okay. And we have a poo-poo platter of games at the ten o'clock <laughs> platter. hour. We have Aston Villa Burnley, no one cares about that. Bournemouth West Ham, no one cares about that. Negative. Chelsea Brighton, no I'm one cares the only about one that. that cares about that. No one cares yep. about that. Uh Palace Norwich? No oh, one cares about wait, that. Wait, is that are we no, are we away at Carra Road? Home. Nope, you're at home, so you're gonna lose. Yeah,
2: either way, it didn't really matter. We were gonna lose two yeah <laughs> Yep. <laughs>
0: Um genuinely if Chelsea don't win against Brighton at home I'm actually angry at Frank. Because okay. like it's one thing against Liverpool but like we need to win at home and if we don't win at home to Brighton for real's angry. Uh Spurs playing Southampton and Wolves playing Burnley of the Watford. Week. Burnley of the week at Southampton you think? Yeah. I could see that. I'm down with that. Uh Wolves Watford I bet Watford Surprise Can a game.
2: a game end in negative goals? <laughs> what well, Wolves Watford? God, yeah, that's a nineteenth. You wouldn't have thought, like preseason, that at no. this point Wolves Watford would be <laughs> a, a relegation six-pointer two
0: <laughs> clash. Yeah.
2: yeah, they are on two and four points.
0: Uh, next up, we have at twelve thirty Everton Man City. That screams digging. That's Everton have not been good. A paddling, five nil. Yep, five 0 <laughs> Yeah. Uh, only one match on Sunday. That's weird. Interesting that. Huh. Um, Leicester Newcastle.
2: Pfft, fuck off! Not watching that.
0: That's yeah, cool not man. watching that.
1: Looks like we got a free Sunday, gents.
0: Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm getting a tattoo on Saturday, and I was worried about driving back to home on time to make it to record this. But I guess I'll just skip the Sunday morning matches and drive then.
1: <laughs> It'll be fine.
0: Just to get back on time. And Monday, the big one of the weekend: Manchester United at home versus Arsenal. Oh God. I don't want to watch that either. Who's going to win that? Genuinely don't know. No
2: one. No one wins that. Society is less for that. Years ago, <laughs> that used to be such a
1: tasty game, that one. Like, you'd watch that, it'd be guaranteed fights and Martin mm. Keown kicking off. It's yeah, great, fight fun. And that's
2: just Fergie and Wenger, right?
1: Well, yeah, exactly. It's, and, and yeah, like you say, I'm just not enthused about that. As How a the
2: Mighty Has Fallen. Exactly. I bet Jesse Lingard still doesn't score against
0: them. I don't think Arsenal will have enough to go at United's very good defense, and I don't think United have an attack, despite Arsenal's very bad defense. So that kind of screams zero zero to me. Oh, God. Which of course means now it's going to be five five because all my predictions are fucking garbage.
1: Next week's an absolute washout, isn't it? Should we not bother?
2: Nah, we'll still we'll find something
0: to talk about, won't we? Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about food in New York City probably. All right, we'll do. We'll do more uh, New York City restaurants. <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: So I mean, we didn't cover that. Actually, uh, Sam Danby was uh, went to two of the restaurants that we uh, we Oscar recommended in uh, episode fifty
2: nine.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm glad to have helped. I mean, um, he had been to New York before, and I gave him some recommendations last time around. But I think this was the first time I got him to go to Joe's Pizzeria. It was the first time he listened to you because he didn't trust you last time. <laughs> um, he went to Tony's which is that Italian place I was telling you guys about he seemed to have a lovely time there and then he went to Joe's Pizza which is like probably the best slice of pizza or one of the two that, best yeah that wasn't of on the, the
1: podcast that was a private recommendation because he tweeted us uh, saying that he'd been to Tony's was it Tony DiNapoli Tony
0: DiNapoli that's right <laughs> Tony DiNapoli and Tony then- DiNapoli don't know what Napoli is don't care <laughs> So if you want private restaurant recommendations from us, go ahead and sign up for the Patreon. And, uh, Shut up in your face,
2: you big, bald fuck. <laughs>
1: this is a, a service Oscar now provides.
2: Yeah, and that was the fourth person on the podcast for Oscar's brother there. <laughs> do the nebbly back. Ay. So that's it. We're done? Sweet. Yep, right. sounds out. good lovely we've got that wrapped up we've done rapid fire news seven
0: hours later (laughs) we actually talked
2: a lot of football hashtag content we
0: really did
2: but for now for this week before we go to next week's garbage fixtures it's time to say goodbye take care Oscar bye take care the stimson
1: never got that at school
2: cheers mate bet he never did and he's gonna get it now take care guys bye bye